Welcome to the podcast for St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center that's in Random Lake, Wisconsin, north of Milwaukee and south of Sheboygan. We're pleased to share with you recent sermons and Bible classes from our congregation. We welcome you to join us for Divine Service Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We have Bible classes currently offered at 8.15 a.m. on Sunday. Join us to receive the Lord's Word and His gifts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 78. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children, that the next generation might know them, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with a bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. In the sight of their fathers, he performed wonders. In the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan, He divided the sea and let them pass through it and made the water stand like a heap. In the daytime he led them with a cloud and all the night with a fiery light. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? He struck the rock so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. Can he also give bread or provide meat for his people? Therefore, when the Lord heard he was full of wrath, a fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel because they did not believe in God and did not trust his saving power. Yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven, and he rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Man ate of the bread of the angels. He sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he led out the south wind. He rained meat on them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the midst of their camp all around their dwellings. And they ate and were well filled, for he gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed the strongest of them and laid low the young men of Israel. In spite of all of this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. So he made their days vanish like a breath and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him, They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High God, their Redeemer. 
but they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They tested God again and again and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power or the day when he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan. He turned their rivers to blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the destroying locust and the fruit of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to the thunderbolts. He let loose on them his burning anger, wrath, indignation, and distress, a company of destroying angels. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave their lives over to the plague. He struck down every firstborn in Egypt, the firstfruits of their strength in the tents of Ham. Then he led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety so that they were not afraid, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. Yet they tested and rebelled against the Most High God and did not keep his testimonies, but turned away and acted treacherously like their fathers. They twisted like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places. They moved him to jealousy with their idols. When God heard, he was full of wrath, when, and he utterly rejected Israel. He forsook the dwelling at Shiloh, the tent where he dwelt among mankind, and delivered his power to captivity, his glory to the hand of the foe. He gave his power over to the sword and vented his wrath on his heritage. Fire devoured their young men, and their young women had no marriage song. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke as from sleep, like a strong man shouting because of wine. And he put his adversaries to rout. He put them to everlasting shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph, and he did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. But he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loves. He built his sanctuary like the high heavens. He liked the earth, which he has founded forever. He chose his servant David and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the nursing ewes, he brought him to shepherd Jacob his people, Israel his inheritance. With upright heart he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week, Proverbs 3. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects, just as the Father, the Son, in whom he delights. Proverbs 3, verses 11 through 12. Now our catechism for this week. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. 
You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. To parents, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Ephesians 6 verse 4. To children, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you, and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. Our first reading is from Jeremiah chapter 31. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. And then our gospel reading is from the gospel according to St. John, chapter 14. Yes, this is the same reading we heard last Saturday, uh, but today we'll have some catechesis on it. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do." that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. As I said at the beginning, uh, we're in John chapter 14, and we're going to stay continuing from 14 into 16 um, for at least the next week, so that we have uh, all of our Lord's catechesis on uh, the work of the Spirit. All right, so to begin, uh, to what does Jesus call his disciples? That's right. He calls them to faith in him and to the external fellowship of the Holy Trinity. He 
calls them to faith in him. Believe also in me. Believe in God, the Father, Son, and Spirit. Right? What is the Father's house? <laughs> the Father's house is, of course, heaven. Yes. And how does Jesus prepare a place for us in his Father's house? He says, I go to prepare a place for you. How is he preparing that place for you? Or how did he, I should say? That's right, what he's about to do by dying upon the cross for your sins. And when will he come back? Certainly at the resurrection, right? But um, here in this text, I think he's looking even farther forward to when he comes back on Judgment Day. Who admitted that he didn't know where Jesus was going? It's verse 5, Thomas. What other important story involves Thomas? Which we heard on the second Sunday after Easter. That's right. When Jesus appeared to the disciples after his resurrection in the upper room. That's John 20, verse 19 to 31. Today we receive from Jesus another one of his I am sayings where he attaches the divine name um, to uh, his attributes or ways for us to understand him. What I am saying do we have today? Verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What's the meaning of of the second half of that verse? No one comes to the Father except through me. This is, of course, a, um, a wonderful apologetic for those who say that all roads uh, lead to heaven or to the afterlife, or we all believe in the same God, <laughs> just under different names. Is that what Jesus himself says? No. Jesus here says that uh, we cannot know God except through him, through Christ himself. Think of Acts chapter 4, uh, verse 12. Yes, um, this is... Peter and John addressing the Sanhedrin. Peter, we'll go back to verse 8. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for the good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he was made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name. Salvation is found in no one else. So um, a little bit of a logical fallacy um, to say that we all believe in the same God uh, and all roads lead to heaven. (laughs) When um, our God that is, God who is revealed in Jesus Christ, claims exclusivity. There is no other name. There is no other God by which you may be saved. Um, And incidentally, both um, the God that the Jews believe in, uh, a God apart from Jesus Christ, and certainly the God of of, uh, Islam, the Muslim, um, also Allah claims exclusivity. Um, So the logical fallacy is that how can three who claim um, no other salvation all agree that there is salvation in each other's faith. It's not actually possible. How does one see the Father? Philip asked him, Lord, show us the Father. It's sufficient for us. How does one see the Father? That's 
Those who see me, Jesus says, have seen the Father. And how do we see Jesus? By the Word. Think about how John began his gospel, John uh, 1. Uh, let's say John 1, verse 14. Yeah. And the Word, <laughs> the Word of the Father became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. We beheld the Word, the glory of, of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Or verse 18, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. See, we see the Father as the Son declares him. We see God as he's declared. Hmm. So uh, I love the way um, Dr. Rosenblatt says it, is that uh, faith comes through our ear balls. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of clever, I think. Who still then asked to see the Father? Philip. And uh, talking about Philip, when else do we meet Philip in John's Gospel? Think of John chapter 6, uh, the feeding of the 5,000. It's Philip uh, who said, you know, how are we to feed so many uh, here in this wilderness? We have but this bread and these fishes. What is Jesus revealing in verse 10 when he says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Here Jesus is teaching us the unity of the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and Spirit. I and the Father, and the Father is in me. What surprising thing, I think it's surprising, does Jesus say in verse 12? That's right. Just as amazing as the works that Jesus have have done, um, and in healing the blind and the sick and the lame, and, and certainly dying and rising again, he actually says the greater works the disciples will do, because he goes to the Father. And now, what promise does he make them in verse thirteen and fourteen? Whatever we ask God in faith. It's important. And in the name of Jesus, that is, according to his will. So if you ask something in Jesus' name, you're asking according to his will, we will receive. And uh, it is for this reason that when we pray, um, it, I think it's actually always fitting for us to consider, before we open our mouths, um, to ask the Lord, is to look and see uh, what he has promised, to consider his word, or how he has um, cared for his people of old, um, and to consider our present time in light of the past, as we did in the psalm, for example. You know, they f- keep forgetting what the Lord had done for them, and thus they forgot God. Um, when we ask anything, uh, that we ask in light of what he has said by his Son, or what he has promised in that word. Now a meditation on that text. Philip had seen the works of the Father in Jesus when the 5,000 were fed, but he still thought that there must be some God other than Jesus. Here, Jesus gently teaches us about the unity of the Trinity. The Father and the Son are one, even though they are separate persons of the Trinity. The Father is at work in the Son, just as the Son is at work in those who live by faith. So Paul will say that it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me, Galatians 2, 20. Those who live by faith will follow in the way of Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension to dwell in his Father's mansions. There is no other God than this Jesus through whom we have truth and life.
Our hymn this week is For Me to Live as Jesus, um, which I think is wo a wonderfully comforting hymn. confess our common Christian faith and show love for one another by confessing together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We pray our collect for this week. Almighty God, you show those in error the light of your truth, so that they may return to the way of righteousness. Grant faithfulness to all who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's church, that they may avoid whatever is contrary to their confession 
and follow all such things as are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Rather than another collect, actually today let's have a prayer for our nation. Um, this day has been appointed um, and designated by our by our president and by others as a national day of prayer, which of course is what we've been doing. Dear Heavenly Father, you call us to pray for our nation daily, but today especially we pray for heal- the healing of our country. In the midst of suffering associated with COVID-19, we are even more aware of our mortality and our utter need for you. Vaccines, mitigations, and attention to hygiene may heal for a moment, but getting our lives right with you heals us for eternity. So we begin our prayers for our nation by humbly coming to you, before you, personally in repentance and faith, asking that you forgive us, bless us, and show us how to live boldly for you and for each other even now. With utter dependence and faith in you, we lift up our prayers this day. Lord, we begin our prayer for our country with the full knowledge that you are already at work in the world in two distinct ways, to preserve and to save. Especially now, we are thankful that you preserve this sinful world. You keep civility, justice, and peace alive through people faithfully serving others in the vocations in which you provide for us to live. We are thankful for faithful mothers and fathers, committed families, as well as good government, health care workers, peace officers, all who keep the fabric of this sinful world from unraveling even more than it already is. We also give you thanks for your essential workers in and through the Church, which amidst the physical crises of COVID-19 offer the crisis-overcoming gift of faith in Christ. To all who seek your ultimate solution for sin, suffering, and death, in the person and work of Jesus. We give you thanks for your clear, preserving, and saving voice during our present trials and tribulations. To that end, we pray for your continued blessings and wisdom for all our fathers, mothers, and families. Bless also um, blessings and wisdom for our president, governors, mayors, police, teachers, and all public servants, business people, entrepreneurs, inventors, salespeople, marketers, writers, artists of all kinds. Bless these and the many other vocations that exist in our world because of your creativity and love. We pray this day for all those in high positions that they would be people of character, honor, and wisdom. We also pray that they, above all, fulfill the duties of their office so that they might, or that we might have a peaceful and just society, one that affords life and liberty to all who pursue it faithfully. Today we also pray that you would call us back to the foundations of your law that are not merely written in our nation's laws and founding documents, but those that are written upon our hearts in your word, those written on the pages of the Bible, those that all know. No policy or law can be called just unless it reflects the very laws that emanate from your character and your word. No pursuit of happiness can be blessed by you unless it is a striving for a virtuous life and service to others on your terms. Sadly, our nation has wandered from your your truth and continues to wander from the things of life, liberty, and service that reflect your character and your love. Call us anew to yourself and to the foundations that civilize and preserve us as a people. 
But finally, dear Heavenly Father, call the people of our nation this day back to yourself by grace through faith. There is no one holy like you. There is no one just like you. There is no one just like you, I should say. There is no one powerful like you. Yet despite our rebellion towards you, our sin towards you and each other, you deigned to set aside your power and to execute enduring justice through the sacrificial life, the eternal suffering and death of your son Jesus in our place. Because of Jesus' death and resurrection, you graciously offer each of us, undeserving, sinful as we are, eternal life in him as a gift. There is no other ultimate solution for what we face in this world each day. May our insecurities, our inadequacies, our unfulfilling best efforts finally found their resolve in the gift of life that comes by faith in Jesus Christ alone. And may that precious message of your gospel motivate our prayers and our service to our friends and our enemies, to our brothers and sisters in the faith, to our neighbors in the community, and to all who are in authority to lead and to serve. Give us strength to be a people constantly in prayer, available for service, and bold in our witness of, our, of the God who is at work in the world to preserve and to save. All this we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us also pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We keep in our prayers today the family of Michael Orth, father-in-law of Michelle Rush, who died in the Lord this week. Give them comfort and strength, knowing that all things are in your hands, and that you number uh, our days with wisdom. Grant that you give us hearts to contemplate our lives and to um, enjoy the days that you have given us, and that when you call us home into your heavenly mansions, uh, <laughs> that all those who are left behind, who are left until the day of your judgment, um, will find comfort in these words. All this we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.